Hello friends, this is Dulcinea del Alma, the beloved enemy of Don Quixote de la Mancha. And I'm here to bring good vibes and positive energy through love stories, love messages, and love affirmations. And continuing with the theme of love, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this podcast dedicated to you. A million thanks. I also remind you that I have no training to give life advice. And when I talk about specific topics, I only share my own opinion and experiences in this world. Lastly, I just do this podcast for pure entertainment. And speaking of entertainment, how about the entertainment of the traditions and celebrations of the end of the year? Hmm. What do you think if we share some religious or non-religious traditions to celebrate Christmas and the beginning of the new year? In the Spanish version of this episode, we learned about some family traditions in Latin America. And now for the English version, we'll talk about celebrations in European countries. Now, let me tell you that not every European country decks the halls with balls of jolly. The Christmas traditions across Europe are very different from the ones in our beautiful American continent. Let's start with Spain. In Spain, watching the broadcast of the world-famous lottery El Gordo, the fat one, <laughs> you know, the biggest prize, which takes place on the 22nd of December, marks the unofficial start of the Christmas celebration, with the possibility of winning hundreds of millions of euros. It's no wonder that the Spanish are quite happy to sit through hours listening to children singing the numbers of the prize, calling, calling each number in a robotically way with the same song over and over. <laughs> hey, hundreds of millions of euros sounds enough reason for me to sit, you know, hours to watch if I'm going to win some of those euros. Anyways, Christmas Eve is when the main Christmas dinner is served and centers mainly on bacalao. Bacalao is a fish dish for the main course. Now, let me tell you that presents in Spain are not traditionally exchanged among families and friends until the 6th of January, but this celebration has been added to another celebration, and now kids receive uh, Christmas gifts on the 24th or the 25th, and now they receive gifts on January 6th. Hmm, that's a very smart tradition. Let me see if I can implement it in my home too. <laughs> Anyways, a popular Christmas treat in Spain is turrón. Turrón is an almond-tasting almond nougat that comes in two delicious versions, hard or soft. And if you get invited to a, Spain cele a Spanish celebration, you say Feliz Navidad con vino tinto. <laughs> okay, now it's the turn to Christmas in Holland. I learned that Holland's Christmas celebrations are completely different from, from any European countries. And today, doing some research, I learned that the 5th of December is the most important day of their celebrations, as this is the day when children receive their Christmas gift from Sinterklaas, St. Nicholas. And despite St. Nicholas' feast day being on the 6th of December, tradition says that he travels to Dutch towns and cities wearing a red robe, you know, the classical red Santa Claus robe. And he is um, always accompanied by his servant named Swartpeten or Black Peters to deliver the presents to the children. Christmas Day itself 
involves a quiet family dinner. A special Dutch Christmas food include Kerstol, a fruit loaf. It's um, made with dried fruit and some nuts, sometimes some herbs. And Crest Crunches, a lemon-based cookie, very, very popular among the children. Okay, now let's go to the Germans. How do Germans celebrate Christmas? And for most Germans, the one colorful tradition is the Christmas market. Beginning mostly on the late November, in almost every city, town, or village in Germany, Christmas markets pop up on the local squares and often in several other locations with beautifully decorated stalls, entertainment, and all kinds of delicious foods. Mm, like glue wine. <laughs> glue wine is mule wine and roasted chestnut. The lively markets are definitely a reason to enjoy Christmas in Europe. On Heiligavent, Christmas Eve, is the main day where presents are exchanged. Traditionally, a small meal, like potato salad with the small sausages, kind of like a little charcuterie with um, frankfurter or uh, wiener, wurstchen, or carp are served before opening the gifts. See, something like a small. Christmas Day, on the other hand, is celebrated with huge banquets. Traditional Christmas dishes consist of plump roast, goose, or duck. And they have a traditional dessert, which is the crystalline, which is the long bread loaves stuffed with nuts, raisins, citron, and dried fruit. Um, some spice bars filled with uh, marzipan, which is like um, ground peanuts, <laughs> ground sweetened peanuts, and Dresden stole a moist, heavy bread filled with fruit. This is um, how the Germans celebrate Christmas. And with the Christmas celebration in Germany, uh, beginning on the first Sunday of Advent, on the 5th of December, children leave a shoe or boot outside their door in the hope that Nicholas or Santa Claus will fill it with sweets for being a well-behaved child that year. And Christmas Eve is the most important day. Okay, now let's do Christmas in Italy. Oh my God, Italy. In Italy, the Nativity set tradition is one of the most important. In the Manarola Presepe in the Cinque de Terre is the world's largest nativity scene. Traditionally, Christmas trees go up and a religious feast is enjoyed on the 8th of December to celebrate the Immaculate Conception of the Virgin Mary. And on Christmas Eve, children across the country leave out a glass of wine and cake for Babbo Natale, Father Christmas, or Santa Claus, right? And this is done on December 8th, not on December 24th. <laughs> In some cities like Trieste, San Nicolo, or San Santa Claus, San Nicolas, brings presents on December 6th. While in Verona, the tradition of Santa Lucia sees the whole city celebrate with Christmas markets and children receiving presents on December 13th. Across Italy, the nativity scene, or the presepe, like I said already, it's a very popular and widespread tradition. 
with most churches and even many homes taking part. Some towns even host competitions for the best nativity scene. And yes, kind of like in the U.S., they also do human nativity scenes. How beautiful. Children add small statues to recreate the manger at the time of Christ's birth with the statue of the baby Jesus, the statue of a donkey, the statue of a cow, you know, to bring warmth to, to baby Jesus, Virgin Mary, and St. Joseph. And now, um, on Christmas Eve, the traditional Italian cakes eaten through the season include Pandoro, originally from Verona, and Panettone, originally from Milan. Both sweetbreads with raisins and candied fruit included in the Panettone. And on Christmas Day, the favorite dish is roasted capon. And if you celebrate Christmas in Italy, Buon Natale. Okay, now let's go to Christmas in the Netherlands. This Sinterklaas holiday on December 5th is a tradition most children look forward to. And before going to bed, kids place a shoe down the chimney, like at the end of the chimney, right? And fill it with a, with a carrot and a little bit of hay. And then they sing Sinterklaas song. <laughs> the next morning, They wake up very early to find a present and a, and a peppernut. It's a spice, a small biscuit. Um, many companies also shared in the, in the festive spirit in December by rewarding employees with a curse packet or a Christmas box that traditionally contains groceries like lobster soup, breadsticks, ragu, patties, candles, crisp, and maybe even a bottle of milk wine. However, like so many other countries in Europe and elsewhere, it's the Advent calendar in the Netherlands where kids receive a chocolate a day leading up to Christmas, as well as the main Christmas meal that is embraced by almost all members of society. Christmas dinner in the Netherlands typically includes either a roulette with trimmings or a raclette dinner or lamb of rack, right? And if you celebrate Christmas in the Netherlands, I'm going to do my best to pronounce it, but um, I'm not making any promise. I just heard it, that it, um, if you wish someone Merry Christmas in the Netherlands, it'll be Frolik Kirchfeest. I hope I said it right, and I didn't offend anybody. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to go to Christmas in England. England, the motherland. <laughs> Being with family and sharing a meal, is the one thing most English people look forward to at Christmas. Well, one would think, right? The Christmas meal is always a highlight. A turkey with bacon on top and all the trimmings, you know, like potatoes, carrots, Brussels sprouts, and let's not forget the plum padding from, for dessert. Well, this is in England. I cannot imagine a plum padding for pudding for dessert. Um, the Christmas panamite, It's quite unique to the, U the, the United Kingdom, where many of the television starts, including sub stars from the Australian shows Home and Away and Neighbors, dress up with men dressing as women and vice versa to bring extra cheer to the season. <laughs> wow, what, what a nice tradition. The most anticipated event in England, however, is the Royal Variety Performance, which is attended by 
the Queen sometimes and other members of the British royal family. Well, in England, like in other countries of English uh, language, we say Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, becoming a little different now. And we're going to go to France now. Christmas in France. In France, a nativity scene is often used to help decorate the house. French nativity scenes have clay figures in them during December, sometimes in cities such as Marcel, have fairs that sell nativity figurines, as well as having the normal nativity figurines in them. French scenes also have figurines such as the butcher, the baker, <laughs> a policeman, and a priest. Wow, who would say that? And Yule logs made out of cherry wood are often burned in French homes. An old tradition is that the log was carried into the home on Christmas Eve and sprinkled with red wine to make the log smell nice when it's burning. There is also a custom that the log and candles are left burning all night with some food and drinks left out in case Virgin Mary and baby Jesus can pass during the night. Oh, such a beautiful tradition. In France, Father Christmas or Saint Nicholas is called Père Noël, Father Christmas. In Eastern France, he's, he in Eastern France, he's accompanied by Le Pierre Fautat, a man dressed in black. He might be the same person as Swarte Pieten in the Netherlands. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. You guys tell me, okay? Now, the main Christmas meal in in for French is called Revelion, is eaten on Christmas Eve, early Christmas morning, and usually after people have returned from the midnight church service. Dishes might include roast turkey with chestnut or roast goose, lobster, venison, and some cheeses. For dessert, a chocolate sponge cake log called Boucher de Noël is normally eaten. Wow. No wonder French gastronomy is so but famous in the world. They, they include all the main dishes. Another celebration in some parts of France is that 13 different desserts are eaten at night. All the desserts are made from different types of fruits, nuts, and pastries. No wonder French pastry is so good. They, they make them as a reason to celebrate. And if you celebrate Christmas with French people or you celebrate Christmas in France, and again, I'm going to try my best to not offend anyone with my pronunciation. And uh, you say, you use Noel to wish Merry Christmas to someone in France. And I don't know about you, but I, when I talk about Christmas, I don't look behind the religious reason or I don't look behind the spiritual connection, right? Because a lot of people connect Christmas to religious, to rebirth, to the birth of our Savior, or if you believe in Christ, right? Even if you don't believe in Christ, the main reason for celebration should be enough, or love should be enough reason to celebrate. That's what I meant to say. Love should be enough reason to celebrate, not just on Christmas or 
not just at the end of the year, but I think love should be always the reason to celebrate, gather with friends, and enjoy a nice meal. Um, if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas, and don't let also, I know that some people have um, get, get a little depressed during the holiday season. Don't Don't let it, you know, don't let it get to you. If you don't celebrate, it's fine. Don't don't feel um don't feel different. If you don't feel like celebrating, it's fine. And if you celebrate, enjoy, enjoy life. To me, life is the occasion to celebrate. And love is enough reason to celebrate. Um some people could question me, right? Because this happened recently. Somebody told me, well, you are always very proud to talk about your your um, indigenous heritage. And they told me indigenous people didn't celebrate Christmas. And I said, "Okay, maybe you are right. Maybe you have enough uh, a valid point that my ancestors, my indigenous ancestors didn't celebrate Christmas. And I understand, uh, you know, why you're asking me these questions. But to me, love is enough reason to celebrate, even if I don't understand exactly why the religious uh, meaning has to play a role in loving another person and showing your interest in participating in their cultural traditions. It shouldn't be, uh, it shouldn't cause arguments. And it has been in the past few years, it has been um uh politicize you know that you say merry christmas or happy holidays to me somebody wishing me well enjoy is enough reason to say thank you it's enough reason to wish them well too because there is already enough negativity in this world to keep it going right so if you celebrate it do it with your heart and if you don't celebrate don't feel offended don't feel um different you know it's it's part of life to understand other cultures to understand other traditions i respect every single celebration and every single tradition i wish i was able to go to every single country and experience their celebrations you know as part of uh, cultural um learning for myself and but i'm trying through this podcast, you know, to bring a little bit of my, my point of view to you and to say, uh, to say the least, to bring joy, right? Because this is about love. This is about connection. This is about feeling good. And if the holidays make you feel good, then celebrate. And if otherwise, if the, cele if the celebration of the holidays don't make you feel good, then find something that makes you feel good. Okay, this was all for today. If you celebrate, Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, Buon Natal, Joyu Noel, and I forgot the other ones. <laughs> okay, goodbye, my friends. Until next time. <laughs>